Hello, hello. This is Captured by Sound, and I'm your host, Alyssa. I'm just an audio girl who's ready to talk about everything. Dating, work, hobbies, passions, all of it. So let's drop everything down and just get real. We're all going through things similar at similar times in our lives, so why not just be open about it? What I can share can help someone, and what you can share can help someone. So let's just all get real. So today is episode five, and we are with Mariella, one of my dearest friends, and we are just going to discuss relations and growth and development over the years. So, allons-y, <laughs> let's go. Hey guys, so we were supposed to be recording in Joshua Tree. Unfortunately, we had to make an escape at three in the morning. Also, my bunnies are out and about right now. And someone cannot contain herself. <laughs> I just can't help it. They're so cute. They're just hopping around. They're so adorable. They're like the little co-co-hosts. <laughs> and actually, I feel like it was like four in the morning when we had to make our escape, right? It yes. was like four or four thirty. It was close to. It was like a, more closer to four thirty. Yeah, because we pulled up in your driveway at six thirty, and at it takes about an hour and a half to get here, right? Yeah, it well, it was two hours because of traffic, so that was fun. Oh, the construction. There what was construction. It went down to deal? one line. But yes, we had a plot and escape at four in the morning when we decided to go to sleep because of bugs. We don't mess with bugs. Does it bed bugs like yeah. not just like bugs like like bed bugs like it doesn't matter how brave you are like if there are bed bugs like you have to leave right now yes like it's time to go <laughs> so our little girls getaway vacation turned into yesterday being super exhausted and able to feed one of our other good friends Tim and Julie we got we able to bring our food that we planned for Joshua Tree and made a feast for them. <laughs> so they benefited from that and it was great seeing them in good company. Today, we are gonna go over a couple different things, but I've known Mariella since I was 14. <laughs> the most weirdest interaction of first meets. She was friends with my brother first. I have no clue how they became friends, so maybe we'll hear that story if she remembers it. But my brother was like, hey, I'm gonna go meet my friend Mariella. And we went to Taco Bell down the street and all I remember is her being like, I could fit my ass in that kid's seat. She did, she almost got stuck, but she did. She definitely did. So do you remember how you met my brother at all? So I don't remember, I, I feel like I remember the same time that I met him, but not the exact same moment because when I met him, I, he, he became sort of part of, or I became sort of part of that group like pretty immediately. So then it was like we were seeing each other all the time. So it's hard to pinpoint the very first time, but I can only surmise through my really, really tainted and overworked memory that it was either through Rupert when him and I started dating my sophomore year, um, because I know he had sort of like mutual friends or more likely because me and Sam and Emily and Katie were hanging out with Tim Tim was friends with Jordan and Eric and then I think somehow those two circles merged and I just remember meeting Jordan and being like he is really cool he's another guy 
that might have a crush on me. So in order to stop this guy from potentially developing a crush on me, I'm going to do really mean things like pop his balloons and slap him in the face and, you know, things that it turns out makes... 15 year old but boys like you even more which and, I wish somebody would have told me and we will definitely get into uh, dating growing up because that was the common theme growing up is she was really mean to guys and they all really liked her and it was mean to guys like jokingly like laughing like haha like slap like I'm one of you I'm a dude I'm gonna punch you in the face that means you can't fall in love with me haha like that wasn't that wasn't a good that wasn't a good choice. That was an effective, that wasn't an effective decision. <laughs> so since we're on the topic already, what would you say that as growing up was your, your type? Because I've always like seen that your type is more personality based and you're absolutely gorgeous. And so <laughs> people haven't seen my best friend. She's oh pretty. Um, Love you. But she's always gone for personalities and we're always like, you're like 15 million times better looking than that person <laughs> so why don't you like actually like let us know like growing up like how was your type and then I want to know how it developed and how you got Dan who is just the charming British man <laughs> yes yeah, so growing up I was really into anime so like physically I was always attracted to dudes that looked like an anime character you know like shaggy crazy hair in their face really thin and also, for some reason, because I, like, I consider myself, like, an extroverted introvert, like, I overcompensate for my introvertedness by being extroverted to try to make connections um, with other people because I would, like, feel my introvert felt really lonely. So I would be attracted to guys that would compliment compliment my like extroverted nature so it's like if I was being like overly loud and rambunctious and talkative I would notice like anyone in the room who was maybe like quiet and withdrawn and I wouldn't notice them because I was trying to notice them it's just like when you are on a level of a bunch of people competing for attention and competing for volume you kind of look around and get a sense of who am I being too much for right now how do I withdraw so that I'm not like making other people ex feel excluded and that's not a sense that I had developed back then like I developed it now but I think a big part of me still knew you know like hey the quiet guy in the room like he's maybe a little overwhelmed by you or maybe he doesn't want to be here or maybe he's lonely like you like let's go talk to him and then like it turns out like he's a really cool person and like yeah he's a little shy or doesn't feel like he wants to compete for volume or has a lot to say but like at the same time like they are, are like you know really have really brilliant minds and they're very like creative and artistic like I noticed like in high school I just really loved kind of like the silent like artistic type like I remember Robert used to be an amazing like artist and animator and I used to just love when he would share his like pictures with me but more than anything I was really attracted to people's hearts like I had this thing where if anyone no matter how attractive they were just approached me I would be like who the hell are you I don't even know you and you're flirting with me, like, hell no. For me, my love interests and my relationships have always started, like, a year deep into, like, a best friendship. So it's like, I can only be attracted to a man or woman um, that, like, I've been friends with for a year so that I have, over time, gotten to witness, like, the unveiling of their character, and I, I like to think that I surround myself with people with really massive hearts and that are just brimming with compassion for others, and 
And that really started to show, like, as I developed a friendship with Robert, as I developed a friendship with Tim, as I developed a friendship with Dan, and all these men in my life that I've had serious relationships with, they weren't anything that just happened, like, right off the bat or pursued, or I didn't, like, meet them through a friend of a friend and be like, hey, let's go on a date. It was just, they were in my circle, and over the months or even years, I started to notice them, and, and I just started to become really attracted to their hearts. And that's why, over the years, I've had a lot of friends be like, Mariella have you seen this dude that you're dating? He's like not as hot as you. And I'm just like, I don't give a, are we allowed to swear? You're totally allowed to swear. <laughs> I was like, I don't give a fuck. I was like, I, he is, his heart is so sexy. I am just like, I'm, di I'm dying. Like I just can't, like every time he opens his mouth and shows and shares his heart and his mind with me, I'm just like, let's go take off your clothes. Like, that's that like I don't like we're gonna get so old and ugly one day you better like somebody's heart and mind and I don't know maybe it's just a blessing that I have I'm not gonna say I don't like hot guys or hot girls like that's just not true but they kind of have a, a harder time they, they kind of have a, a lesser chance with me because I don't know I think I might be a little bit prejudiced against hot people because I but assume they're gonna be dicks <laughs> I just I find it so so hilarious because your husband is so attractive and so hot and yet he's so humble about it that he doesn't know and it's like it's weird it's because he's one of the seven billion people on this planet that have fallen subject to like cultural influence and pressure and like he just like all like the rest of us like he hates himself and he thinks he's ugly because society and the media were thorough <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you're a bad person if you love the way you look you are conceited but if you hate the way you look you're humble but it's like hey like I don't know I'm in therapy there's a happy medium there like we can love the way we look and not be like conceited or arrogant or self-centered or full of ourselves but it is kind of hard to meet someone in the middle and I wouldn't say Dan is in the middle because Dan does not think he's attractive and I'm like fool don't even don't even exactly. start like anyone who who beats him instantly falls in love with this guy not based off looks just based off his personality and his heart alone and that's why I always refer to him as the charming British Dan like that's just <laughs> that's just him and he will be on another episode another time so you guys can actually hear this lovely voice of his <laughs> and hear his thoughts in his mind because it's absolutely beautiful so you were telling me how you you met him because he joined your band yeah so I don't remember if do you remember that photo shoot in the forest that you and me did yes. um when like our like my senior year junior yes, year and Tim took so us up into the ago. Julian yes. Woods and he had his like DSLR and we're like in prom dresses <laughs> yeah. and we're like climbing trees and on rocks so there's this one picture of me like on a rock and like my prom dress like just like you know looking super cute and that was my profile picture for my myspace when i moved to seattle and when i moved to seattle i met this guy called kyle he was a guitarist he was an asshole whatever i joined his band and then we performed for like six months we were writing music whatever and i was like we, we need to get a drummer we need to get a drummer like i'm tired of just band practice being like me and you like you're a dick like i can't can we get a drummer can we get a bass player can we get a tambourine player like just anybody else swear to god and he's like no no you're not ready yet we're not ready yet and i'm like what the like what so it was who? a two-person band it was a two-person band for a minute because he was like grooming me for Ugh. greatness when he was like not even great at all like i mean 
he was amazing at the guitar, but he didn't have any heart, any soul, etc. Another story for another time. Anyways, one day he picks me up to take us to our studio where we're gonna practice because um, we had like a show, like a, an acoustic show coming up. And he was like, I have a surprise for you. And I'm like, what, daddy? And he's like, um, we're going to audition some drummers today. And I was just like, oh, my God, finally, finally, fuck. Like, this is amazing. And he was like, we have three people that are going to come. A fourth person might come. He's a solid maybe right now. Like, we'll see. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. He's like, I hope you don't mind. I took your MySpace picture. And I used that MySpace picture of you and your prom dress in the woods as, like, so he the started photo. So like, be like, you are the face of he this took, band. He took my Basically, photo like, making... To advertise. Yeah, he, so he used your face as... Bait. Bait. So the catfish, yes. <laughs> he literally <laughs> made a Craigslist post. Real. And, and it was on Craigslist. He made a Craigslist post um, and with the caption being my photo and like drummer wanted. And it was a link to our MySpace, our music MySpace that had a couple really terrible acoustic covers of like a perfect circle and other, et cetera. And, um, Dan was one of the people that responded. So at the, in the rehearsal studio, the first guy that came, like he was like not really good and he didn't, he didn't play well. And, he was just kind of strange, and we are like, cool, thanks, bye. And the second guy that came, he, like, broke the drum set trying to, like, rearrange it. Be like, he was like, oh, I don't like it like this. He was, like, rearranging, like, the cymbals and, like, messing with the drum key and, like, t tuning the toms all weird. And then at one point, he, like, broke something. And we're like, bro, what are you doing? And then we're like, whatever, whatever, just play. And then he he played as if he had never touched a drum kit in his life and then after he finished playing and performing for us he proceeded to tell us about how his roommate tried to stab him with a knife and he had to escape out of fire escape in downtown seattle like from like shimmy down a window and i was just like this guy is not only not in our band but i would we, I would please like a restraining order from this dude and so here I am feeling like totally hopeless and everything's fucked up and like none of these guys are like gonna save me from it being just me and Kyle and then Kyle's like oh yeah this next guy that coming that, that's coming in he's uh he's he's got a funny British accent like cheerio mate and I'm like what the f okay okay like whatever like I just kind of wanted to leave because I was like this is terrible and then like Dan walks in and he's like super hot with his like ripped jeans and his like army green connies and like some blue t-shirt with like holes in it and I'm just like like I said kind of before when I see like a hot guy I'm just kind of like you're hot so fuck you until proven innocent <laughs> like but he didn't give off that energy like he just seemed like really humble and really sweet and he didn't come in like he knew everything and but he didn't come in seeming underprepared but he just walked in and he just looked so lovely and I was just like oh damn whatever it's cool shake it off we're gonna sing and play for this dude and he came in he fixed the drum kit that the other guy left in complete disarray he had us play our songs and he was just like he'd stop mid-song and be like I'm so sorry can we like do that bit coming into the chorus one more time I want to like try a different rhythm and we're, it was like literally Kyle who, who was an asshole at, like at the end of our first song auditioning him was like dude it feels like you've been playing with us for years like it seems like you already know the song because Dan is an amazingly talented drummer he's an amazingly talented instrumentalist and like he knows music he has like a degree in music from like Birmingham and like it's just 
he was amazing. And I remember we all exchanged like full names and ages and cool. And like Dan didn't like remember my age because it was just too much going on. And I remembered his and it was like, oh, he was like, I'm 29 and I was 19. And I was like, oh my God, he's 10 years older than me. I was like, that's fine. That's good. That's good. Because that means he's too old for you and you're definitely a child compared to him. So there's no way anything is going to happen. Like it's not going to happen. So that makes things easy. Like, let's go, let's go. And, um, then I, like, at which point I was just like, oh my God, Kyle, he's so good. Like, can we keep him? Can we keep him? And Dan was just like, I'm not a puppy. And I was like, oh, sorry. Like, you're right. You're not a puppy. Please be my puppy. And yeah, so after that, like, we just got together only for rehearsals and I felt myself trying to develop like a friendship with him, but he just seemed so like emotionally kind of like distant. And I was in a long-term relationship at the time and so was he. And I wasn't like falling for him like when all this was happening. I just really loved being around him, especially because if he wasn't around, that meant I was alone with Kyle. <laughs> so Dan being in my presence was the best case scenario because it meant I was working on music and I wasn't alone with Kyle, which were like my two favorite things at the time, like music and not being alone with Kyle. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of the story of like how we met and we, we played in a band for a long time. And then because things didn't work out with this, like other fellow who was the guitarist who kind of was, he's probably like a really nice guy now. Like I feel bad being so hard on him, but like during that time, like that was in a band with him, he was emotionally abusive towards me. That was a tendency he seemed to have towards women. And at one point Dan was like, I was, we were riding home from rehearsal together and he was just like, Mariella, I don't know if you know this, but I joined this band for you. So if you're not happy, we can quit and start another band. So that's when we started Enamor. And I had a friend who worked at Guitar Center in downtown Seattle. He sold me the drum kit that I bought for Dan for our practices so we could start practicing in my garage. And then he had a guitarist that he kind of like came with because they were just like playing together all the time. And that's how Enamor formed. And that was like our really fun, amazing, um, project up there that just like made us so happy and excited and we started playing shows and recording right away and like the locals really loved our music and at that point like D Dan and I just got closer and closer and closer and closer but yeah that was our yeah. and then fast life forward leading up to that it. they have been married for many years now and that <laughs> yeah it's just it's it's beautiful how they have both grown and changed and developed into their individual persons and has supported each other along the way. And I love using them as an example of things that I need to look for in people. And it's honestly Dan that makes me really open to any age because it doesn't matter. It, age does not matter to me. It matters where your heart is and if we're all on the same page. It's so. like, you're, like how old are you spiritually? Yes. Because there are like 40, 50, there are 80-year-old men. Like my grandfather, before he passed away, bless his soul. Like that guy was spiritually a 10-year-old his whole life. So like age really doesn't matter. Like if you guys are spiritually on the same level, that, that makes a huge difference. That makes connection a lot more attainable. It's just so interesting because like I always tend to either... For a while, I would date younger, and that was not working because I would be the leader, and it just was not right for me because I need someone to lead me. And I I believe relationships are 50-50, but I also want the man to just take charge in moments. And even if it's like, hey, here's the game plan, he's like, okay, let's execute it. I'm like, sweet, awesome. Like, So it's 
watching your guys' relationship over the years and seeing how much you've worked on communication and you're getting, guys are getting even better with communication now, it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> I love it. Like, I'm so proud of you guys. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I mean, I can't advocate enough for couples therapy. Like, Dan and I, this December, Dan and I will have been legally married for 11 years. We got married and started dating, like, within the same week or, like, couple of weeks because, yeah, like, he's from England. Like, they wouldn't, like, give him a green card. He couldn't get a work visa, student visa, nothing. Like, his immigration lawyer was like, bro, marriage is the only way. And I was like, mm -hmm, I volunteers tribute. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, we took a leap of faith. It was quite a gamble. And um, we've been married for 11 years. We've been dating for 11 years. But we did separate for almost two years. We were separated for 20 months. And when we got back together, um, because of the trauma that we both experienced, um during our time of separation, like we needed to learn how to support each other and communicate better after everything we had been through because breakups are really traumatizing, um, especially the person who is the one who was broken up with, and that was Dan, like I left Dan. And so to learn how to support him in overcoming his trauma without blaming myself for it and in learning um, how to support me through what I realized I needed that I wasn't getting before. It was imperative that we went to couples therapy and I can't advocate for couples therapy enough. Like, if you care about a relationship, pop the hood on the car once a week before the car breaks down, like do some maintenance. Like don't wait for the car to break down on the side of the road before you pop the hood and see what's wrong. Like yes. therapy is important. Like solo therapy is important to maintain our own like yes. spiritual and mental health. And couples therapy is literally like, I can't, I can't believe I ever didn't go to couples therapy. Like, I can't advocate it for enough. If, if anything, if, if there was no such thing as Dan, which, like, don't even, like, bother with that life, Mariella. Like, I don't even want any bit of that. But, like, if there was no such thing as Dan and I was supposed to start a relationship with somebody else, I'd be like, hey, like, nice to meet you. How do you feel about couples therapy? Because I really like learning about my partners and helping my partners learn about me. So what can we do to give this relationship the legs to run the distance therapy? Yes. And that's what I, like, I am so huge on therapy and I'm so glad like you are too. And this is not something that we've like always have been open to talking about, but knowing yourself makes it so much easier to love others when you already like know yourself, love yourself, and then you can do the outward love. It's just, it's made you grow so much. It's made me grow so much. And now like, now you're just advocating like, it makes relationships grow so much. And it's like you, you hit the ground running, you do the work. Like my biggest thing is like any dates that I go on, I, I want to get to know the person and I want to know what makes them tick and why, <laughs> like, why are you single right now? Because like, I know exactly why I'm single and it's not that I'm not trying or it's not that I'm not good enough is I attract these unavailable introverts that I have said that they are, that are, a vanilla narcissist, <laughs> vanilla ice cream narcissist. Um, and I'm at the point right now where I'm like, no, I, I am so much worth so much more and I need to move forward that way. So it's like, of course I want a partner who's going to be on the same page of being like open and communicate and be okay with having conversations with friends, family, therapist. a therapist, a therapist, especially like if you're ashamed to talk about some stuff with your family. Okay. But in front of a complete stranger who's there to help untangle this web, like, that is a must for me. There are certain people that God has placed in your lives to, like, 
carry certain burdens of yours. There are some conversations that were designed to be with your family and no one else. There are some conversations that were meant, you, you were meant to be open with everybody who cares. Some of them just with friends, some of them just with your partner, and some of them just with a therapist. Like, exactly. There are certain burdens that are designed for certain types of people in your life. And those are the people that can really like listen to you and validate you and help you through those things. And it's like, I think about how like a relationship on therapy, it's like, you know, what's it like, um, the little pigs and the big bad wolf. What's that nursery rhyme from when we were little where he comes and he blew the, Three like, little pigs? Yes, <laughs> the three little pigs. I think of like a relationship without therapy is like those first two houses, you know? That yes, like they just things blow. come from the outside and mm-hmm. from the inside and it just gets blown over. Like they're beautiful, like you feel safe, but it's like therapy is a way to build a fortress of bricks around your relationship and protect yourself not only from the things that are attacking your love from without but also from within because more things attack your love from within than without like Mm -hmm. it's just so much of it is all in our head and it's all trauma that we need to overcome and triggers that we need to identify so that's why therapy is so important it's so good and that goes into our next and last topic so best advice for self-love best advice for self-love I think is mindfulness like mindfulness mindfulness meditation 15 minutes a day non-judgment like some days I meditate and I get to the end of the 15 minutes my timer goes off and I'm like bitch you aren't mindful for like even 32 of those seconds like what the heck but it's like no like don't judge yourself you committed to the ritual and I noticed that mindfulness meditation it never feels like it's doing anything sometimes I feel more stressed right after but in being observant of how my reactions to things have changed throughout the day. I'll be at work crying because I'm in the weeds and I got triple sat and a table's complaining that their chicken was undercooked or some shit. But I like go outside and like go check on my table and I look up and I notice the colors in the sky and I take a deep breath and I'm like, God's got this. And I just, you know, I, I make an effort to like, you know, mindfulness has helped me sort of slow down and try to observe my surroundings and ground myself. And that's how that's the self-love that I've deprived myself personally of my whole life like not being mindful and not giving myself permission to live in the moment it's like when I wake up in the morning I always go check my phone who texted me like what's on Instagram what's on TikTok what's on Snapchat this that the other but it's like now mindfulness has allowed me to like while I'm reaching for my phone stop and say hey you're reaching for your phone right now why don't we before we grab our phone pray for 10 minutes and then we'll check our phone. So make the first part yeah. of your day for God and not for everyone else trying to well, reach even, you and like, disturb even for your the, peace. Yeah, even for the listeners who, not, who are not believers, um, even just taking that first 10 minutes by yourself, quieting yourself and just... Meditating. Doing, yeah, meditating, doing some breath work. Checking in with your checking feelings. Checking in with your feelings. Are you? How do yeah. you feel today? It's just, like, it's more better that, like, that way than taking on burdens right away like you you looked at your phone before you went to sleep you woke up and you look at your phone and you just keep on that going and that keeps your mind racing all the time you just kind of exactly slow down the self-love that dan and i have brought into our relationships which is a tool we picked up in therapy is every single day within an hour of waking up we always ask each other what are your three emotions today because you feel more than one emotion at once you could feel happy and grateful but also a little bit anxious anxious because you're in a fight with someone at work and you have to go work with someone later or anxious because of something that went down in your family or anxious because you're just too overwhelmed and you put too much on your plate or you're feeling a a sense of hopelessness. You've been watching the news too much, but you know, it's like 
every day the self-love we brought in our relationship is allowing us to get to know each other more because we're being more mindful of our emotions but not just being mindful of our emotions and grounding ourselves and acknowledging where we're at but exchanging that so I know where I'm at and I know where Dan is at Dan knows if I'm a little bit of anxious maybe we can adjust our schedule today to make sure that we're addressing the anxiety let's do more self-love things mm -hmm. let's go for a walk on the beach let's go roller skating and ride our bikes let's go sit on the sand and put our feet in the waves and or let's just like chill and watch movies or let's go work on music you know so yeah. I feel like m my biggest advice for self-love is literally just check in with yourself find out where you are journal it down if that helps you find that out a little bit and try to find ways to bless how you feel like give yourself your blessing to be where you're at and respond to where you're at and you know in your heart how you need to be responded to in those times but mindfulness gives you the space to learn how to do that I think yeah mindfulness and you know therapy <laughs> the combination therapy. of it all like because if you can't untangle your own webs in your mind it's going to be really hard to just take those times yeah it took yes. my therapist a year to sort of get me to start utilizing the tools to ground myself and achieve mindfulness and I'm just like so grateful because I definitely couldn't do it before and now I'm seeing in everyday life in all these little moments how I'm slowly becoming a more mindful creature and how that's improving my life and my relationships and my ability to communicate not just because it's improving my ability to communicate with other people but it's improving my ability to communicate with myself which it turns out was something I was never able to do so now that I can do that, I can eat. it's improving the way I communicate with others and it's making me more hopeful and more grounded and, and more happy. Yay. Thanks guys for today. It was a little bit longer, but we'll see what we can do. I hope you guys enjoyed my best friend who is my, I've learned, introverted extrovert friend. <laughs> so do you want to go over that one more time introverted extrovert oh extroverted introvert there you go yeah because as an I'm I'm introverted in the sense that I'm con I'm hyper vigilant I'm constantly on the lookout but I'm very withdrawn and I compensate for that by being by behaving extrovertedly because I don't want anyone to know that I'm like all tangled up on the inside so it's almost like a facade but it was something I learned to utilize to my best interest in terms of making friends and starting and creating and nourishing like nurturing relationships um, because if I were to just operate from that introverted um, part of my soul I would just be alone you know very withdrawn like in some circumstances but in other circumstances I just like I, I just come out social butterfly <laughs> yeah. Yes, yep, yep. so it's really important to figure out what your personality type is because then you'll help you understand yourself more and then learning other people's around you will help you understand them more and how to love them better and how to make them feel special or make you feel comfortable with them and the buns are still here my bunnies they have been in the studio with us there so should always be bunnies in your interviews that should be your thing they're loud sometimes. Normally I record in the morning and they're sleeping, but this is in the evening and they are out and about. They're out to play. And they're out to play in their tunnels. <laughs> so guys, until next time, bye. Bye.